Hello and welcome back to the Simplicity Diaries with me, Kim John Payne. In this episode, I'd like to focus on clarifying co-parenting assumptions. You know, we live our lives on a on a sort of obviously a day-to-day basis with our kids, and there gets to be certain assumptions that are made about who is doing what, whether it's we're co-parenting with our, our, our other parent in the same home or in, or in different homes. Same is true. There's certain kind of grooves that we get into. For example, you know, it, if you're in the same home as your co-parent, uh, there's a certain groove about who takes care of the evening meal, who sets the table, who clears up. Uh, there's certain grooves we get into about how we get the kids into bed, um, where there's other um, grooves we get into about bigger things like who arranges vacations, uh, who takes responsibility uh, for that. All these um, both small and larger things, like who is the primary person in terms of the kids at school, you know, the teachers tend to uh, contact or... um, you know, just a general awareness about concerts and plays and things like that that's coming up. That can often rest with one parent more than another. So there's all kinds of just normal, regular grooves we get into. Then there's certain um, aspects that can become problematic where an assumption is made and one or another of us as a you know in two parent homes becomes uh, uh, uncomfortable there's an assumption being made that i'm just that it's not okay i i don't want to be seen as the single point person for everything that happens for example at school i i i, w- I wish i could share that or i don't want to be the single person that is that is 80 to 90% responsible for getting the children to bed in this sort of rhythmical time that that we've both agreed. So what to do about that? And there are times to pause and and make a, a, what what I think of as a bit of a, a very simple three-step clarification. And this is... Um, this is very, very basic in a sense that you sit down. Step one is just to sit down with your partner, co-parent, um, husband, wife, and draw up a list starting from the morning, right from the very first, like who is responsible for you know, getting out of bed and, and getting the kids, you know, waking the children up, like really start right at that that level and just walk through the day and just make a list of all the things that you both do. And there it is. Um, That's the list. And then maybe you expand it out a little bit to some bigger things, like there's things that don't happen every single day, but I mentioned a moment ago, I mentioned like vacations or sporting events, things that don't happen every day, but happen uh, periodically through the year and, and include those as you get to the end of your daily list, have a little section at the bottom for for others, you know, other things, um, you know, it, it might be things that just keep the, the family running. It could be who takes responsibility for 
car maintenance, house maintenance, uh, and, and well, actually, it's not who takes responsibility. It's just making a list: car maintenance, house maintenance, you know, taxes. It just all that stuff. It all goes on the other. It's not strictly speaking to do with the children, but it's sure got to do with the smooth running of a home. Okay, so there's the list. Now, in a two-parent home. Um, or uh, if, if, if you're co-parenting with someone in a different home, same, fairly much the same, then take those lists away and do a classic Venn diagram. Now, you could uh, have a, a, a two circles, like one circle and another, if your responsibilities, a second circle of uh, um, your partner's responsibilities. Some people have actually found it helpful to have a third circle of children's responsibilities. So it looks like a, a three-leaf clover, actually. Um, so it's, it's a choice. But staying right now just with the, with the two areas, there's, with the two partners. And there are two circles. And obviously, when those circles overlap, that's the sweet spot of where you jointly take responsibility. An example could be that you both are very, very interested in education and you both like to go to parent evenings. You both like to keep track of, of plays, of, of sporting events at school. And that's an area that you both really jointly, it's just the groove is, you, you, you do that together and you talk about it a lot together and you deal with the homework together, depending on the subject area, who's stronger, uh, of which, which partner is stronger in which area. But homework is something that... Now, I'm just inventing that because that could be something that is um, not a shared responsibility. In my home, with my wife, it kind of is. That's why I guess why I chose that one. Um, but it could, you know, it could be something else. Start with that sort of sweet spot and then just look down the list and just place the place where you think you have singular responsibility way out on on the periphery of that circle that you draw on a piece of paper on the periphery of that inside the circle but way away from where they overlap like that's something i think i have 100 or 90% of responsibility for. And then you might take another one think yeah i've got 80% and you make that a little closer to where the circles overlap. And then, uh, actually, I've only got 20% of responsibility for that. And, and just get bring it closer and closer and closer in to where there's joint responsibility. And just clarify that. And then ask your partner if he or she will do exactly the same exercise. It's fascinating. I've got to tell you, it's fascinating to see this because there are some major mismatches that can go on and then you see things that are absolutely agreed when you bring the two drawings together and you just look at them. The second step is to then drill down a little bit and say, okay, if, if, um, I, if we have, like I've got I'd estimate 60 to 70% of responsibility for um, getting the kids to bed or preparing the evening meal and making sure it's relatively on time. All right, if that's my, and, and the presumption that you're making is I've got 70%. Let's really drill down into what that takes to get the kids into bed and you just make a very simple three, four, five point list of what that is. 
Because if your partner has 20 or 30% responsibility, 40% responsibility, then it's really good to clarify what those points are. For example, let's continue with the bedtime one, is you might say, you know what, it's my, I agree, I tend to sort of call it, I tend to say, kids, um, after we finish uh, clearing away, um, it's it's time to start packing up and getting ready for bed. So, okay, I I tend to give the heads up that bedtime is coming. Then I tend to get the kids up into their uh, into the bathroom, and then into bed. Then you will often come up and read the story and quieten them down and just take over from that point. When it is, you know, when when you can, uh, you tend to do, you sort of I I do the beginning part of it, pick it all up, and you tend to sort of close it. Okay, so that's what we do. That's the agreement. That is the groove we've got into, and you just basically go through the thing and you drill down into three or four points of what it takes to actually make that work. And so now you've got your list of 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 um, of specific areas. What's really interesting about that is that in in the conversation that you have when you're just looking at that list, there's there's often assumptions and and um, made that one or another of you are just not comfortable with. For example, it, you might not be comfortable. Let's go to a bigger. Um, a bigger scale one now, you might not be comfortable with these vacation plans. Um, maybe your partner loves to go on vacation and says, let's go somewhere and we're going to camp and we're going to have a great time. We're going to go to a national park and, and and feels that he or she has a good good ideas. And so that's maybe 10% of his or her input into that is that they think up an idea to go to. And then it's over to you to make sure it happens. So you have to book the campsite. You have to make sure all the the the, te- the, the tent and all the camping equipment is in place. You have to organize all the, f- the food. You have to make sure that the car is in good order to go. You have to... Um, you know, make sure the children are, are bright and shiny and, and perfectly dressed as you set off on the camping trip. Now, you could be really just uncomfortable with that. You don't want to have your partner come up with the grand idea and then you fulfill every last step and it becomes an area of tension. And it gets worse and worse as the mo- as the months and years roll on, because you just start. It's that what previously was something that you were doing to go on a camping trip, now is becoming. A, there's a little bit of resentfulness that creeps into it, um, or a lot creeps into it. Through this exercise, you can start to recalibrate and say to your partner, "Look, if we want to go on these very." Um, detail-oriented camping trips, a lot of stuff to take care of, you either need to step up and help me um, with organizing all the camping gear and I'll organize the food. Do you, do you see the example? You've got the camping gear, I'll got, I've got the food. And if your partner says, look, I'm maxed out, I don't know that I can do that, 
then, and here's where the simplicity comes into it, dial the, the trip back. Just make it less ambitious. Maybe have a, a, um, a stay-at-home vacation um, a, a, where it's not so ambitiously done. Maybe a little bit less time. Maybe go to a place where there are cabins um, and you don't have to, if your husband or wife partner says, I can't possibly organize all the camping equipment. Say, well, okay, well, let's look for a place that has cabins. And would you take responsibility? You don't have to organize all the camping gear, but over to you to find a place that has cabins. I'll still do the food. I'll still, and so on. I'll still get the kids uh, um, all their clothing organized and rain gear in case it's going to rain or whatever. Do you see how... This particular fairly simple exercise helps not only clarify assumptions, but it helps us dial expectations back to having it feel much more doable, much more simple and balanced. So there's not that feeling of tension, for example, as you go off on the holidays where there's been real tension between the two of you and the kids pick that up and it's really tricky. It's hard. The whole thing gets off uh, on the wrong foot. So you, you kind of dial it back, dial it back. It could be about bedtime and you just simply uh, dial it back and say, you know what, we need to transition the kids at least 15 to 20 minutes earlier because it it, um, that will give us a bit more of a feeling of spaciousness because right now you've got those things, I'm doing these things and it's feeling really rushed and you're getting frustrated with me because um, the kids are not in bed and I'm ready to, to take on over and they're not there. Let's simplify, dial it back and you check your assumptions by drilling down into them and, you know, myself and, and my wife, Catherine, we do this periodically, particularly as the children are growing up, because there's this third um, uh, circle that I haven't mentioned. That's where the children participate. And, of course, as they grow up, they that circle um, also is, is drawn, as I mentioned, like a three-leaf clover. But that circle is drawn of things that they're responsible for. But here's the thing and who is overseeing that they actually carry out those responsibilities. So that, that then comes into play, doesn't it? Because it's, it, yes, you can allocate your child the responsibility of setting the table for the evening meal, but who is the person that has primary responsibility for reminding them to do that? Because that can become a rub uh, between partners. So this is a way of clarifying assumptions and over the years re-clarifying it as the children grow, as they're able to do more and more, um, then obviously more and more responsibilities go into that circle, but who is actually overseeing it as well. So clarifying co-parenting assumptions. Hope that's been helpful. Okay, bye-bye for now. <laughs>